0: Welcome to the NutriBlends Animal Ag Podcast, where we tell the truth about American agriculture. On this podcast, false rumors are run out of town, misleading marketing gets called out for what it is, and you better have good science to back up your claims or you're getting a boot. You hear me? I'm John Ratzenberger, coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee. How does a dairy farmer know when to breed virgin heifers? On many dairies, the decision is entirely based on if the heifers look big enough, reach a certain age, or the pen is getting crowded and they need to move on. But the critical question should be, when do they mature? Today, we'll talk to Dr. Gavin Staley about how breeding immature heifers has a profoundly negative impact on the entire herd's future productivity. As a technical service specialist for Diamond V, Dr. Gavin Staley provides technical and sales support to dairy producers, nutritionists, and feed manufacturers. Dr. Staley qualified as a veterinary in 1984 from the University of Pretoria, South Africa, and spent his first five years on faculty as a senior lecturer in veterinarian reproduction. During this time, he completed a specialized degree in reproduction. For the next five years, he entered the private sector in South Africa. Dr. Staley and his family emigrated to the United States in 1998, joining a dairy practice in Wisconsin. He achieved diplomate status to the American College of Theriogenologists in 2001. In 2003, he relocated to California and joined industry as a technical service specialist. Since then, Dr. Staley has remained in California's Central Valley. Dr. Staley is based in Turlock, California. Welcome to NutriBlend's Animal Agriculture Podcast, Dr. Staley.
1: Thank you for having me, John. Pleasure to be here.
0: Not at all. I got a few questions here I want to ask you. Now, let's jump right in by asking you Are there benefits to calving heifers early?
1: Yes, you know, John, absolutely. Um, It's been identified in recent years that the potential financial benefits of calving heifers um, can result in uh, significant uh, economic uh, benefits. And this is an industry-wide trend uh, that has resulted to breed heifers earlier. Uh, Unfortunately, the necessary management changes to achieve these um, required maturity goals that go along with earlier calving have been widely ignored. And this has been due in large part to limited use of objective growth data to evaluate raising heifers.
0: What data is available to use?
1: Well, you know, John, uh, I've got a lot of records uh, that I've been looking at and my evaluation of these DairyCom 305 records from a large number of herds, somewhere around 150 of them, primarily in the western U.S., but across uh, U.S. and, and internationally too, has resulted in the identification of Several significant patterns associated with heifer maturity.
0: What uh, patterns did you identify?
1: So the first one, uh, John, is that the average annual milk production of a dairy approximates to the 10-week milk production of lactation 1 animals. The percentage of lactation animals in the herd can influence this association. For example, at 38% lactation 1, these numbers are very close. Um, At a lower percentage lactation one, let's say, for example, 34%, the annual milk will be a few pounds higher than the 10-week milk because there's more older mature cows. And then at a higher uh, percent lactation one, example, 42%, more younger animals, the annual milk is typically one to two pounds lower. For example, in a a 3X Holstein herd, I reviewed the data for the average annual milk production as recorded in uh, the Dairy Comp 305 facility, econ backslash ID, uh, was 92 pounds. The 10-week milk of uh, lactation one in this herd was also approximately 92 pounds, not surprising. And this is important because it strongly suggests that the, the heifer milk production sets a ceiling for the entire herd. A herd cannot overcome the restrictions placed on it under, uh, by underperforming heifers. goes without saying that high-producing herds have high-producing heifers. You know, to validate this observation, John, um, I took Dairy Com three or 305 data from uh, 149 herds. There were 401,000 animals in those herds. And I found a strong correlation, 92% correlation between these two variables. And furthermore, the slope of the equation um, indicated that uh, as 10-week milk increases by one unit, so does the average annual milk. And so an improvement of one pound of milk Uh, at 10 weeks of lactation 1 will translate to an additional pound of milk for every cow every day as these lactation 1 animals move up on into later lactations.
0: Were there production differences between lactation 1 and lactation 2?
1: Yes, uh, John, the production difference between lactation 1 and 2 at 5 weeks of lactation is 30 pounds, or 13.6 kgs for European uh, friends, and that's for Holstein's. Uh, I chose five-week milk production as a comparative time period to accommodate the difference in the peaks between the lactation groups. And this observation is consistent in stable herds, uh, which um, are herds where there's very little fluctuation in average annual milk production from year to year, and little intentional change to the heifer program over time. In other words, all the animals have gone through a similar heifer-raising experience. The interesting thing is this observation is independent of milk production level. Why is this important? Well, you know, this observation is important, John, because it it clearly demonstrates the predictable change in in herd milk production resulting from a change in in heifer management. So, for example, if the difference between lactation 1 and 2 at 5 weeks decreases, say, by 3 pounds, so instead of 30 pounds, it's now 27 pounds. We can predict the following year, the difference between L1 and L2 will increase back to 30 pounds, and lactation 2 will have increased the incremental difference. Unfortunately, similarly, a drop in lactation 1 production will predictably drop milk production in lactation 2 the next year. So, metaphorically, all ships rise or fall on a rising tide, and and that suggests that improved heifer performance lifts production of of all parities with time.
0: Well, does the age at calving have any impact on milk production? Uh,
1: So the age at calving, uh, it impacts milk production in both lactation 1 and 2. And uh, it's a proxy really for maturity. Uh, And this is best visualized in herds that breed by age and not size. So in an example herd, I studied the age at at calving. uh, It was a little later. It was 23 to 25 months. Uh, Yet I saw a clear impact of age at calving on lactation 1 production. Uh, It was very demonstrable, and the impact of age at calving is especially obvious in herds that calve heifers early at 20 to 21 months. And uh, in this example, it's apparent that as heifers mature, i.e. grow, they produce more milk in lactation 1. It's not surprising. It is noteworthy that all these lactation 1 animals are subject to the same management reproductive programs, culling velocity, transition nutrition facilities, they're, they're all under the same management. The variable is aged freshening. Also, these lactation curves reveal a differentiation almost immediately after calving, suggesting that culling of lactation-1 animals is not a likely or significant reason for any variation in production. And furthermore, culling of virgin heifers is unlikely to influence subsequent lactation-1 production curves. Since the two categories representing the most culls in uh, virgin heifers, um, namely deaths and, and open uh, heifer culls, they're not culled based on birth date, and uh, that's important. And so it will not impact the patterns of milk production.
0: What else did you see in herds that uh, breed by age and not size?
1: So at the growth rate, average daily gain, ADG, of approximately two pounds per day, The breeding heifers will grow about 60 pounds per month. And in this herd that I looked at and I've just mentioned, there will be approximately a two to three pound difference uh, in in milk per cow per day for every month increase of aged freshening. And since virgin heifers have a higher conception rate uh, typically, say 55% plus, it also means that there'll be more animals in the the younger uh, category, in this case the 23 month animals, Than the other two um, month cohorts. And this is significant because it means that most of these lactation animals will be locked in in an underperforming situation relative to their cohorts. And furthermore, you know, John, the lactation two uh, lactation curves reveal a similar production and aged freshening pattern. And although these are not the same animals, most of the lactation two animals that calved at two years and 10 months would have calved at 23 months the year before. And it's apparent that. You know, if a herd has excellent fertility, which is not uncommon these days, and immature heifers, these younger animals, these young immature animals, will be locked into the two uh, lower um, lactation two production cohorts. And since the average lactation on most herds is low, you know, 2.1, 2.2, it follows that if if immaturity negatively impacts both lactations one and two, it will seriously impact the entire herds. Uh, profitability and production, it's not unreasonable to suggest that these herds effectively never reach full genetic potential. They never grow up. And, and I've termed uh, this the Peter Pan problem based on the, uh, the childhood uh, cartoon character.
0: So wh- what do you recommend?
1: Well, you know, it, it's not good enough, uh, John, just to rely on subjective criteria for breeding heifers. We really, really have to look at objective uh, information such as body weight or weather or hip height. And then average daily gains can also greatly assist in determining the best time and size to breed heifers. And uh, while con- body condition score is not included in this conversation, the assumption made is that overconditioning must be avoided. You know, these little butterball heifers are not what we're trying to achieve. We want frame. And so, a suggested approach that I, I use and I recommend uh, is, you know, firstly we we need to know what the denominator is, and by that I mean, you know, what is the mature body weight of the herd, and, and this, you know, John is not the average of cull cows. Uh, this is actually uh, it requires going and, and weighing a, a cohort of cows in the third and fourth lactation, between 80 to 120 days in milk, and then this becomes the denominator for all subsequent calculations. So once you've got the mature body weight, then you you can weigh either the close-up animals, you know, animals carrying calves, say, over 260 days, or fresh cows, then that's fresh lactation one, less than seven days. And then you can calculate the percentage of mature body weight for these animals. Close-ups should be approximately 95% of mature body weight, somewhere around 93 to 95. And then fresh cows should be close to 85% mature body weight. So once you've got these numbers, you can actually then determine the difference between the desired and actual weights. And and this is important. And and this will be uh, the increased body weight that must be made up by either delaying breeding of uh, virgin heifers or increasing the average daily gain. Those are the only two options you have. And, And then once you've got that, you can then set some goals and you can determine the weight and the age of these virgin heifers. As they as they grow, so that they can achieve uh, a size, a, a frame, of 55% of mature body weight at breeding. That's the only time you really have in which you can uh, set the trajectory for these animals. And then it's not just uh, that's not the end of it. You know, uh, you, you need to actually monitor and and implement changes um, in these animals at convenient time periods along their life to ensure that they they meet the goals.
0: On uh, many dairies, the decision is entirely based on if the heifers look big enough, reach a certain age, or the pen is getting crowded and they need to move on. The information that Dr. Staley shared with us uh, can help producers avoid their herds never reaching full genetic potential and the Peter Pan problem. I want to thank Dr. Staley from Diamond V and encourage our listeners to tune in next week to see what's on tap in animal agriculture.